welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. We are reviewing... The Last of Us! The Last of Us. What, the, the first episode? The first episode. And obviously the series is landing on the 16th. Which is and... like... Three days. Yeah, three days away. And we saw a preview at, at the IMAX, no less. VFI IMAX. So it was writ large, it was big on the screen and all that kind Huge. of stuff. Now, I'm going to confess, we have the game. I've played it for half an hour and then ran out of time. Right. All I know... And I we, haven't played the whole you game. You haven't played, the whole played game. much of it. No, but you know your friends love it. And yeah, that. and I follow all of the... just. I kind of just see all of the lore behind it, yeah. like, you know, all the story. And it has a big bit. following, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said that I when mean, we reacted it, to the trailer. The BFI IMAX was full. It, it, this is true, actually, as if I should have just turned around and I'd have realised that. Um, but my, all, I, all I know or knew about this before I went into the screening was what you said when we saw the trailer, which is on the channel, but is the fact that it's the lead protagonist, the woman in it, is the first, am I right in saying, bisexual kind of bisexual character video, yeah, the in a video game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and well, I, I mean, I don't know if she was the first ever, but right, yeah, but it's quite notable that, that she was, was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, or is. I think that's amazing. And it essentially, it's it's the idea comes is based obviously on the computer game. And for me, historically, things that are based on computer games rarely Did cut the mustard well, exactly, yeah. they rarely sort of cut through, they rarely sort of translate. It feels a bit sort of you know, the story arcs are a bit thin. Yeah, you know, rarely do full characterisation. So I went into this a little bit cautious. Mm. Um, and really the premise is not entirely dissimilar to something like The Walking Dead, but it's a lot richer. Explain oh, to lot, yeah. So you were trying to remember what the virus was. I was saying, is it a virus? What, what's happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, what I love about it so much is that it's like a fungal virus, which is just really believable. Like, so believable to think that there is a fungus that would just yeah. control your brain and keep you alive after being dead all of that kind of stuff so I always found that interesting how it was just yeah. it was a completely new take on it and it's the fact that they move really fast as well like the mm. um, like train to Busan type yes. type zombies because obviously like the stereotypical ones are so slow and you're just a bit like in The Walking Dead you're just kind of like just oh, I would outrun dead, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. whereas these are actually really scary ones really scary um, I hate the noise they make which, they, which was quite cool because when we were at the screening before they showed the episode. It was yeah. like they turned all the lights off and we were in the pitch black and they just put the sound of the click of... And you got on. a real sense of the fan base there because everyone in the yeah. cinema was like... Oh! Yeah, everyone was like, ah, oh, fuck that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, no, you're right. So, and, and the idea with fungus, which I really like, the, the premise, you know, and this is, an, this is a world like Armageddon where there's a few people left and this kind of fungal infection type thing takes over the world. Mm. And I like the fact that it's slightly different to a virus. I thought it started brilliantly with that scene in the TV studio. I was about to say that the first bit, yeah, yeah. Before, the, like, before even the title. Really like um, that. It was really cool, yeah, just in the newsroom. In the newsroom with a couple of scientists. About, yeah, and he's talking about how... What he thinks that he's not scared of a pandemic, but no. what he thinks will happen is a fungus. Was, fungus, and there's nothing we can do about it. And I leant over to Maddie and I said, "We need to watch out for Nanny Dice Toe." Oh, no, sorry about that. Um, so yeah, fungal, viral type thing, very resonant given that we've come out of a pandemic. Very... Yeah, it was a bit scary. It was so weird <laughs> watching something about a pandemic. Just a little bit. Oh. Just a little bit. And so you have that... that a virus. Yeah, exactly. And so you have that preamble at the front. And what I really liked about this, I said to Maddie afterwards, was a little bit like we're comparison barbarian. It didn't mind taking the time at the front mm -mm. to bed us into this suburban American, classic American suburban world, almost a bit Close Encounters-esque, you yeah. know, ET-esque, this neighbourhood, Pedro Pascal, his daughter. And we he... love Pedro Pascal. <sighs> I just love him so much. And he's just, in, like yeah. I've been saying perfect cast for Joel, Joel character Joel yeah, he's Joel. just 
Yeah, you kept saying that, didn't you, as we went in? He's just perfect. I mean, he looks like him. He was, and obviously when any fans of The Last of Us watch the series, yeah. just everybody's going yeah, to love him. Yeah. I thought, I, and I thought he did, I was saying to a friend of mine who was also at the screening, I thought he did a remark, as does his daughter, played by Nico Parker. Nico oh, Parker. yeah, she's beautiful. Beautiful. She's such an amazing face. I mean, her hair. Yeah, her she's face. Just, she's just gorgeous. Where did she come from? Um, but I thought she and he... It's quite hard, did a remarkably efficient job mm. of making us so believe in the intensity and the sort of lightness of humour in their relationship. It was a really yeah. warm relationship. Yeah, and they no, did that in 10 minutes. They worked so well together. Too. So well, so well. Um, I, I loved the whole kind of, the whole first half, I guess, of yeah. the episode that was, you know, setting up their relationship. Yeah. And like you were saying, the whole suburban lifestyle type yeah. thing. and. It, it, yeah, and like Barbarian, it just it was really patient and really took its patient, time with it. getting into it, like mm, um, mm. which I liked, and they did it well. It wasn't boring. It wasn't no. like, oh come on, give us the action. And I think more things could learn. If from anything, that. I wanted to keep that. But that that I was about to say the same <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. I could have done. They really, did it so well. Yeah, they did it so well. That I wanted to live in that world a little bit more. And yeah, I, and I love the fact that uh, his daughter, played by Nico Parker, she had she had that lovely relationship, a bit a little bit like ours, where she would rib him. She was like, you know, they treated each yeah, other a little yeah, bit they, equally. Yeah, it wasn't just a sort of I tell you what to do. And she no, not at all. And of course, they're you've like got, mates. As yeah, well. exactly. And I was getting sort of like uh, a Quiet Place vibes. You know, on a Quiet Place too, where they went back oh, yeah. in time and you had the yeah. normal setup before the thing happened. Yeah, yeah, it was. But then this, this, and what I thought was, and also just a quick note, this is produced or made by the same team behind Chernobyl, which uh, obviously was hugely sort of well-respected and, and everyone loved it and it, was, it got a lot of sort of kudos and awards. We watched the first episode and loved it, but Maddie was a bit sort of like... Didn't want to carry it on. Perfect, didn't want to carry it on and there was never a time to get it on. Anyway, um, but it had that same production value. I felt the story was tight. And so when it sort of morphs into, or we slowly begin to realise something's going wrong, Mm. With like all the emergency services and planes and all that malarkey, it happens next door. Yeah, with an old lady. And I thought that scene. There's a scene earlier on where she. Oh my god! It was the creepiest moment where the girl. Was, oh yeah, they they did it so well. It was um, it was oh. Sarah's the name of the character. She was um just looking at some books, wasn't she? In the yeah. house. And then it's like an out out of focus shot of the old lady behind her, and she's kind of just gone. Yeah, so like, if you're focus on the cinematic with a lens now, look, like you lean forward, I'll do it, and she goes. But wait, wait, even Way more worse. out of focus. So even it just more. kind of made her face look completely. And was the suggestion that spores were coming out of her? Yeah, they have like a fun, the, the stuff comes out that of her mouth. That was such a gruesome detail that I've not seen in it. Because often you get like an alien, you get a mouth and a mouth and a mouth. Yeah. But this was like just that. like... It's just genuine goo, fungi of coming out of her mouth. And yeah, so Sarah, who's, who's Pedro Pascal's daughter, she's gone around there because there's this kind of, you know, there's an old woman and she goes in to say hello. You know, it's like yeah. going around. To, she's doing a civic thing, you know, she's looking after the elderly. But the elderly woman, this is where the horror resides. It's going to be Nanny Die if something like this Spoiler. happens. Spoiler, oh my God, Nanny Die. And she's got the toe and she could do the... <laughs> so suffice it to say... Oh, yeah, her shoulder's off. cracking as she comes to yes. us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this was very much a kind of setting up episode. I mean, it was a good... I think it was about... It was over an hour, wasn't it? It was, it was like an hour and 20. 20 it was reaching know. towards It didn't did feel long enough. No. I was and I was saying it was it was that thing of because obviously if you're in a cinema as well you're expecting yeah. to be watching a film yeah. so when it ended with kind of you know like an episode type yeah. cliffhanger I was like wait no I want to know it all now I wouldn't yeah. just been everyone ran anything. out and started stabbing each other because they're like <laughs> I need to see this now yeah. and everyone was clicking like nutters yeah I thought it was really good and then of course we flipped into something that I thought it could have dangerously slipped into the Walking Dead territory mm. and to the extent that any Armageddon apocalyptic kind of film where kind of zombie-like creatures are involved. 
one is always put in mind of The Walking Dead. But like mm. you said, the, the difference with this is, is that they're rapid moving kind of creatures. But I think they did a good job of teasing the monster or monsters and then holding them back. I mean, yeah, but we like with the first episode, we still have not seen the, not the extent that they get to yeah. those zombies. No, we saw a promo and it was a bit frightening there. Yeah. But it's crazy to think after having watched that that it's an episode for a series because it was so immense. Yeah, I mean, it helped yeah. that it was on the on the IMAX screen, but it was so like immense for a first episode. Yeah, it yeah. felt like just like I was properly yeah. invested in a movie. And then, of course, we go towards the you know we move we move to sort of second half or second part twenty years later. We won't give away what for those of you who don't know the game. Anyone who knows the game, you'll know what's happened. I mean, Maddie made a good point because I was like, oh, but doesn't that spoil it for you? You said it's like it was you, like if you read a book yeah. and then you watched the movie adaptation of it you wouldn't yeah. I, I, it doesn't if it just doesn't feel like a spoiler if you've no. known of it from something else and then have, yeah. it's a spoiler if you see like um the thing that you're actually planning to see and yeah. then you see the scene of it exactly and i'm guessing yeah, that perhaps think. the story because it's a game and the story kind okay, of goes wherever to, you yeah. want it to go i suppose it's going to go wherever you can go i thought some of them i thought it's one of the first films i've seen where there was a particular sequence in a car where they're trying to get away, get away, everyone's kind of evacuating. Oh, yeah. And I thought they did a really good job in that, where I, I would have thought it wouldn't have made it more cinematic, where they did the camera in the car, where you felt like you're almost in Grand Auto Theft, or whatever it is, Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> yeah. where you're, the camera was spinning round, so yeah, you had almost that almost. first... Yeah, yeah, but it made it more stressful. No, 100%. Right. I think yeah. they did that whole evacuate, like, the, you know, everything kind of <laughs> very quickly and suddenly falling apart. Yeah. They did it really well. It really was really believable. Well. Cause sometimes I feel like it's very much like, oh, I know they've just got a bunch of extras to go, ah, <laughs> on but it not really feel like that. No, 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 you're right. So I thought it was really successful at that. And then of course, we've now met, by the end of this episode, we've met the sort of resistance. We've discovered yeah. like it was always the way. Fireflies. Yeah, the fireflies. And then there's Fedra and, you know, there's humans who are controlling other humans whilst there's monsters. So you've got all this kind of power struggle, haven't you? Mm. Um, and there's sort which of... Which would happen. Which would happen. And it's that sort of, it's the, you know, in many ways, the humans are more frightening than the zombies because with the zombies, you know what you're dealing with. And in a sense, the analogy here continues. Rishi Sunak is more worrying than Boris Johnson because with Boris Johnson, you know what you're dealing with with Rishi Sunak, you don't. <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant first episode teeing us up for... Yeah, when, what did you think of Ellie? So Ellie, Ellie came, came yeah. into it quite late on into the yeah. episode. Yeah, but they're setting her up because she's uh -huh. MC. Now, you're saying Bella, they've come under a bit of stick for her casting, is that right? A sort of yeah, she's basis. getting a lot of... Absolutely. Yeah, she doesn't fair. look conventionally. Well, because she, well, she doesn't look anything oh, like the character right. Ellie, and right. I think because Pedro Pascal is so like Joel, right. it's just it, it, and I think she just too, she looks too not like Ellie, but people are just being unnecessarily mean about right, it. Right. But um, so stop that. But she, the acting. Like she, I thought she was great. I thought, I she, thought was really she was good. great. I thought she was. I mean, great. There, there really was not much of her in the first episode no. at all. So we've to... not properly gotten to like no. see her in full. And I have to say, yeah, I always think yeah. that if one of your first scenes, it sounds a weird thing to say from a directorial and performance perspective, if one of your first scenes is not doing anything but being in a place, and effectively we first see her as she's captive. Yeah. You know, so I, think it's, I think it must be much easier for an actor to get into their part. Obviously, it's not always shot sequentially. Yeah. But when you've got business that you're doing, you're doing stuff, your character, it's an extension of your character, you can kind of perform more naturalistically in it. And then you cut to a scene where, as an actor, you're asked to be in a cell, be chained, up. and perform. It's really hard. You no, know, it is hard. She had a hard, hard. Yeah. That first episode, it was a hard job. Yeah, but then, and then, 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 as it released up, you could really feel the dynamic. And I think we're going no, to look forward to really good. No, I can see. I think they're, they're, yeah, they're going to have a good yeah. back and forth. And I can see where his sort of paternalistic kind of thing is going to kick in. So yeah, yeah no, I, I, I think it's well worth it. And no, hundred percent. And I, I just can't wait to see the other episodes. Is there and it's a mini series? Isn't is it? it just a mini? Why, why a mini series? Mini series are always good, though. Do you think I can only see three episodes there? But do you think that's just because they haven't put them in? 
kind of hoping. Maybe they're the only ones that are going to be about. released first. Isn't it? What does it say at the top? It's the same thing. Post television series. This doesn't say miniseries. No, it doesn't. It's the largest television production in Canadian history. That's quite something, isn't it? Is. Anyway. But yeah, basically, we don't know how many episodes, but I can't wait to watch the other ones. Oh, and a special shout out to Gustavo Santaolalia. I think maybe how you pronounce his name. He is the composer and he did oh, the music yeah, for films like 21 Grams. So I was just talking to Christos about this. It was a fabulous, fabulously dramatic, creepy and evocative soundtrack. So it has all the heft of a movie, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, so it's, it's just, it was really good. Check it out. Thoroughly enjoyable. Looking forward to episode two.